0: I'm Jasmine.
1: I'm Alyssa. I'm Rhiannon.
0: And this is Books Books Between Between Sisters. Sisters. last week, but wasn't successful, so this week
2: I was. I was trying to remember the, you said yasmine Yasmin? Mm-hmm. Isn't that, wasn't that the name of one of those, um, like, Brad stalls?
0: Yeah. The Brad stalls that Mom and Dad would not let me
2: have. I thought we had some.
0: Maybe you did. I wasn't allowed no. to have it.
2: I'm pretty sure I had at least one of them. I was obsessed with those things. I never had them. I had a Barbie. Yeah, yeah.
0: We had Barbies, but... When it came to Bratz dolls, dolls. no, I specifically remember elementary school. I had a friend who had a bunch of Bratz dolls in her backpack. One of them was named Yasmeen. I'm like, that's my Bratz. And I begged mom and dad to get me one. And because of their big lips and sassy attitudes, (laughs) they wouldn't let me have it. So um, they did let me go to that friend's house after school one time and i was like yes i get to play with these brat dolls
2: <laughs> <laughs> i i remember having one i don't know why but i don't know why i would have had one and you wouldn't have but well
0: because oh. i'm the oldest and then they're like uh oh, we don't care anymore
1: <laughs> oh, i don't remember having one
0: well it might have been a little bit past your time right
2: are mm-hmm. brat dolls still a thing they are, they don't make them anymore but if you look them up like i looked it up because i was like oh yeah whatever happened to those they're expensive to buy because they don't make them anymore like they're collectibles now mm-hmm. Interesting. you get them on ebay you're paying like 50 bucks or something like that crazy
0: see mom and dad they missed out on an investment opportunity
2: <laughs> <laughs> we probably would have cut their hair off and <laughs> <laughs> drawn all their over it. i don't think they, those are worth anything yeah probably well
0: welcome back to books between sisters how was your guys this week pretty good it was hot this week it was very hot i feel like today was really really hot compared mm-hmm. to the rest but it's yeah it's
2: been humid i feel sticky i don't like it mm.
0: well i want to keep the summer
2: i i mean i like i love the heat i just don't like the humidity yeah. That that kills me every time.
0: And you want to move to Florida.
2: No, it's Nevada and it's a dry heat. Well, but you did want to
0: move to Florida.
2: I did, but it's different like than here because l- literally you have South Beach right there. Where's South Beach, Jess? <laughs> Look around. I don't know. I've never been to Florida. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. See, you can't talk unless you, you've been there. All I know is I've heard that it is very muggy. mm
0: And you can't complain about it if you're wanting to move there. I'm kidding.
2: Yeah. Well, we usually go around March, and it's not too bad around that time. mm So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's cooler than or what I remember. It's either about the same or a little cooler than it was here last time we went. Yeah. Well...
0: Hopefully one day I'll go, not because I really care about Florida, but because I want to go to
2: Disney World. Yeah. Disney World was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> You're jealous. I haven't been to Disneyland in years, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> I well, was like five, six. No, you weren't. I yeah, was at least was. six.
0: Really? I yeah. was 11.
1: I'm pretty mm. sure. Uh,
0: yes, 11. It was 2005, January of 2005. So I was 11, and then you would have been, Alyssa, you would have been... Nine. Nine? Ten? Because, uh, oh, January, because both of your birthdays are in January, so oh, you would I have was, turned...
2: Yeah, I was eight, almost nine.
0: The so nine, yeah. And then you would have been seven. Six, almost seven. Yeah.
2: I don't know. That's not a
0: bad age to go, but yeah, you haven't been in a very long time. <laughs> See, I only
2: remember <laughs> very specific things, so I can't, like, two years younger...
1: I don't even know. Do you remember anything? Yeah, I remember some things. There's a lot of things that I don't remember, like that we have pictures of. I'm like, I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. But then there's the like very clear things that I do remember. I mean, I feel like as an adult, having gone to like Hawaii
0: and Mexico, there's a lot of things I don't remember too. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> so why I don't know. is that, Jasmine? No, no.
0: <laughs> Not bad reasons. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but yeah, Ashlyn is very spoiled cause she's been two times now. Wow. She went the first time when she was almost three cause we snuck her in there. Well, not snuck her in, but it was right before her birthday uh-uh. and they start charging once they turn three, I mm-hmm. believe is the age. And she's so such a big, you know, she's big for her age that she was able to go on pretty much all of the rides, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Wow. So, yeah, we got to go for not for free, but her for free. And then we obviously just went um earlier this year. And she I feel like did worse than when she was almost 3. Hmm. She did not want to go on basically any ride, which not even the kiddie rides. Um the it's hard cuz I feel like there's not really kiddie rides necessarily? I mean there is. There's like Dumbo and there's the carousel and stuff, but they like
2: still have teacups?
0: Yeah, they have teacups. It was just so busy we went in April and it was spring break and that was bad planning on my part. And so everything was just really backed up. But the funny thing is the rides she did like, like we couldn't get her onto Splash Mountain or um we did get her onto Space Mountain but she, you know, cried. But she loved Rise of the Resistance.
2: I've never been on that ride, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like not, it's not a kiddie ride, I'll tell oh, you that. Okay. I was like, that means nothing to <laughs> me. <laughs> i right. like, good I like, for you. I feel like this like, is something new. I have
0: no idea what you're talking Any about. Any of our listeners that are listening that have been to Disneyland in the past, uh, maybe, well, I think they opened it before the pandemic and then it closed, and so it's still fairly st- like a new ride if you haven't been in the past year and a half or two, two years since they've reopened since or COVID. So 20 years. Or 20 years for <laughs> reopening. Has it been 20 years? 2000. No, it's less than that. 2005. It's getting five. close. Yeah. We're,
2: we're coming up on 23.
0: 20 uh 2023 whoa i
2: was like coming up on 23 what does that mean
0: (laughs) yeah i know so that means it's just shy by like 17 years or it is 17 years i mean
2: yeah well
0: we'll get you there we will take a books between sisters disneyland (laughs) trip that would be fun that would be really fun Mm -hmm. we'll just bring all our books and like take our pictures with the books around
1: disneyland our books can be disney themed oh that would be cool
0: that's a good idea
1: (laughs) they have like the old i think they
2: have those at uh barnes and noble like the the fancy ones yeah disney well obviously it's not going to be like the disney cartoon stories but it's probably more like the grim grim brother version of it yeah but um we are finishing up something in the water
0: what did you guys think? Actually, I have something I want to play for you, Rhiannon.
1: <laughs> no, I'm interested. You have a really good taste in books, so I'm excited for this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, Rhiannon, what do you think about something in the water?
1: Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's at a loss for
1: words. <laughs> I... I still stand by my sentence. I still think you have a great taste in books. I just could not get into this one.
0: (laughs) That's okay. I feel you on that, actually rereading this book, because I think I remembered it the first time, or I felt it the first time when I got about halfway through the book, and I'm like, whoa, this is really dragging. But the last half of the book
2: is pretty good, right? I mean, the second no half opinions, <laughs> the second half, I, I definitely got way more into than the first. But there was parts in the second half, too, that I'm like, OK, you don't have to go into so much detail. Yeah, um, that was my my like, she's very detailed, but it's just not really my style of writing. Yeah. Um, and also, um, Aaron really annoyed me the second <laughs> half of this book. I yes. was getting really really frustrated with her. I feel that
0: that was one of the things that the whole way through them trying to cover up this whole, you know, finding the bag and keeping the money and stuff. She kept pulling out her phone or her laptop and Googling these things. And I was like, there's no way, (laughs) like maybe I guess she was doing it in private mode, but even so police can like Easily, easily.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She just and she kept doing stuff that I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? And like, not telling Mark. Yeah. And I'm like, that was that was frustrating. I was like, okay, that's how it always goes, though. But the pregnancy, I'm like, why are you like, she kept making excuses. Yes, She's (laughs) like, when we get back from it, was it uh, Geneva? Is that where they were in? I have to say, I have to correct something
0: about that from our last episode. I'm pretty sure I said Geneva, Greece. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Did As we kept reading, I was like, I'm such an idiot.
1: (laughs) I was wondering when you said that, I was like, Greece. Why didn't you say something Rhiannon? Because I was I'm already directionally challenged so I was like maybe it is maybe I'm the stupid one. I know I didn't catch that.
0: I'm gonna chalk it up to my innocence that I would never be anywhere near opening a Swiss bank account
1: so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah I was I was really fresh she's just like when we get back from Geneva and then she's like oh it's not the right time because we have to take care of these diamonds now and oh now it's not the right time because of this and i'm like okay so we know mark dies at the, from the beginning of the book i'm at this like reading it i was like oh he's never gonna find out that he has <laughs> he's having a baby yeah like i was like she's just she's making excuses she's never gonna tell him
0: something i want to pick your guys's brains on so katherine Stedman is actually an actress Hmm. So the author of this book, Catherine Stedman, she's a British actress. I haven't seen her in anything. Um, The biggest role that I know, I mean, she's probably big in British TV or British movies, but um, Mabel in Downton Abbey. Did either of you watch Downton Abbey?
2: No, I keep hearing really good things about it, but I haven't had a chance to actually watch it.
0: Yeah. So I don't know how big her role is in that necessarily, or like if she's a very big part of Downton Abbey, but with knowing that she is an actress writing this book, does that help make sense to you guys why there's so much detail or like, I don't know, does that change your perspective on it at all?
1: No. No. (laughs) No. Maybe, maybe, no, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs>
0: Come I'm, on, Reed, you've been quiet. Tell us your
1: thoughts. <laughs> I, it's it's a little mean. I think I'm just going to keep it to myself. Come on. I was going to say, maybe she should just stick to being an actor. Oh. <laughs> oh. Not Maybe this is just the, maybe the only book, maybe her other books are a lot better. It's just me personally. I couldn't get into it. Okay. What if I told you, this is her debut novel. So this is the first book she's wrote.
0: Does that help or change anything for you?
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah, because she, she wrote it really well, like in the sense of being, you know, a writer telling a story. It's just I feel like she put so much unnecessary things in the book, maybe to make it longer or just maybe to add more interest. Yeah. I feel like she did set up quite a complicated
0: story, which I think is good for a twist because, um, you're kind of like who, what's going on. We already know in the beginning that Mark is dead. So it's like, did the people that owned the bag kill him? Did she kill him? You know, did some other random person kill it did the she's doing her documentary and has Eddie that she's interviewing. Did he send a hitman? Like, you know, I think that for that reason, there's a lot of detail um, that she added. I don't know.
2: No, I get that. And I'm not saying all the detail was unnecessary. I'm just saying there's things like she went into very, in-depth detail of the gun and she was talking about how to load the gun and um how to that's like, true the kickback and it was just like this whole long paragraph about the gun and how to use it and how to load like all this stuff and i was just i won't lie i kind of skipped the paragraph <laughs> like halfway through it i was You're like cheating. i can't i can't do it <laughs> It's too much
0: well i'm sorry guys I know it I feel the same way. like it was I'll be honest, like this past week trying to get through well, the the other week when we were trying to get through the first half of the book, I was kind of like, oof, I just didn't remember you know, how hard it was to get through this book. And then the second half, I was like, okay, this is why it left this impression on me because I really thought the end sold it for me, but.
1: Brianna's yeah. like, nope. I <laughs> just want to watch Downtown Abbey now and tell everyone how amazing.
0: Downton.
1: Downton. 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 Downton Abbey. If
0: you, any fans, I know that they're very serious Uh-oh. about how you pronounce that.
1: <laughs> Don't come Down- for us. Downton Abbey. I'm sorry. I haven't watched it before. I haven't either. <laughs> I apologize. Um, I just want to watch it now and just go around telling everyone how amazing of an actress she is because I feel so bad about it. <laughs> just Google some YouTube clips of Mabel from
0: Downton Abbey. <laughs> um I think it's funny I was talking to Devin about this how it's funny that I do not do really British TV at all I know Mm. there's people that are really into British humor and yeah I just can't get into it but it's funny that a lot of the authors that we read are British
1: Mm. yeah yeah (laughs) I I love love their books (laughs) I thought that was funny too because when I started reading this I didn't have any idea that this was another uh, British book and when I started reading it and it started coming up with like the lingo and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is, this is another Jasmine. <laughs> this is the second Jasmine. book. <laughs> i <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I can't help it that we have a lot of
0: great British authors. With that being said, though, with those words coming up, I have a word of our podcast. Word of the day podcast. I don't know. Uh, Scarper.
2: Was that in the
0: book? That was in the book. It means run away or depart. And I think that she used it when she tried to sell the diamonds through Mark's um, contact because they're trying to get rid of these diamonds now. They opened their Swiss account. You know, they got that all taken care of, but they have diamonds. They have the phone. They have the USB. So with the diamonds... They find a contact. The contact's brother is a jeweler or whatever you call them. And she meets up with him and he's like, Yeah, this is great. You know, his business has been slow and he's going to get these diamonds sold. And then she gets a phone call that he can't because they are, they don't have provenance, which I looked that up too because I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I'm not uh, definitely decked out in hey, jewelry guess or what? anything. I didn't. I just... I know. Alyssa (laughs) skipped over it. (laughs) We're coming into our personas here. (laughs) Um, But provenance means place of origin, earliest known history. Mm -hmm. So because these diamonds did not have provenance, he basically was saying they're like blood diamonds and that he couldn't sell them. So he scarpered or he... Yeah, that word. I don't know. I think that's when it was used. I can't remember now.
2: Well, she was also talking about, um, I think this was around the time she was trying to sell the diamonds to, oh, maybe when she went in, um, she found like a marketplace or something Mm -hmm. and she was trying to see if she could just sell them herself. And, um, she said something to the degree of, oh, I could just take the money and run. Yes. And, you know, leave Mark and leave everything behind and start new somewhere. And then she quickly was like, no, I can't do that. What am I thinking? Yeah. That was actually when she was opening the Swiss account
0: where she was going up in the mm. elevator and she's like, I could just take this money and run with my baby. And then she's like, oh yeah, the baby. So all of our plans. She thought that a couple
1: of times though. Mm-hmm. A couple of times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then there was a couple times also where she was questioning Mark because she's like, I'm the face of all these transactions. He couldn't meet with the jeweler because it was through his contact and he didn't, uh, she didn't, or he didn't go to open the Swiss account because again, through a contact. So she's like, he's leaving no trail behind him.
2: I picked up on that too. I was like, Mark, you're, you're very sus. Yeah. Which, as we keep going. <laughs> what about the couple? They find, or this is like early on in the second half. That yes. They find out about the couple mm-hmm. that they, was it on a boat trip that they were on? Scuba diving. Scuba diving. Yeah. And they find out on the news. No, his mom calls. Yep. And his mom tells him that the they found a couple in Bora Bora, um well, they didn't find him. They died on a scuba dive. Their um, oxygen tanks were empty. Were empty. Mm-hmm. What I found was interesting was that the police said there's no foul play.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting that. Both of them ran out at the same time. Yeah, I
2: was like, why not look into, like, the dive instructor, the company, something. Like, how do you just say there's no foul play? But that leads
0: me to a question for you guys. Do you think that that was because of the bag? Like, did the bag bag people—I don't know what to call um, them—but the the bad people, uh, did they— do this to the couple because Mark reveals that he when he had went back after they had forgot to wipe all of their information from the computers at the hotel he went back without Aaron to go do that and he reveals that he ran into one of the employees and they're like oh did you get your bag back and he's like oh that wasn't our bag it was that couple's that ended up murdered or killed I guess we don't know that they were murdered. So do you think that that was a result of the bag people coming after
1: them? the bag? I actually low-key think it was Mark. Not that he did it himself, but even Aaron said that he had, like, a really strong— he hit it off really well with the scuba instructor, like, Mm. really well. And he's a people person. He knows how to talk to people. So I think because when I was reading it, I was like, uh, the, the witnesses saw that, um, you know, the woman was the one who noticed it first. And then the man saw like, oh, or maybe it was the opposite. I don't know. One of them noticed it first and then the other one noticed it. And then they both started freaking out because they, know, knew, they, they knew that both of them couldn't survive because only one can be helped at a time. And I was thinking, okay, but there was witnesses, which means that there were other people there, which means that there was more than one instructor in the water. Do you know that for a fact? Well, why else would there be people separated from the groups and there only be one instructor?
0: Maybe they took them down in, in groups. So like they have a lot of people maybe on the boat. I don't know. That's I a good question. I think there
2: was only one dive instructor because they had said something about one of the other um, people who were on the in the scuba diving said that they all freaked out and went to go up and the instructor Slowed told them, them to slow down. My
0: mm. question, though, for you, Ree, is why do you think that's connected to Mark?
1: Because he's the one who told the other scuba instructor when he had asked him about the bag. He's the one who told them that it wasn't this the, um them, but it was the other British couple who was there. And then that way, because Mark was already at that point playing against um Aaron and Ooh, everything we're, else. We're,
0: we're revealing things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, not to jump ahead. Um, but it would basically make the the bad people think that they the People who had gotten the bag, the British couple, were already dead. But do you think he hired
2: somebody to kill them? Because he wasn't there when they died. They were already back. So she thinks that because he was close with the scuba diver instructor. Oh, you think that he paid the instructor?
0: That's Mm. an interesting theory, trying to cover his tracks, like, so that the bag people are like, well, they're dead. But you would think, I don't know. That's a hard one. I don't know. It's a good theory, though.
2: I do like that theory. The only thing is, what incentive would the instructor have? I mean, other than, like, yes, he may have known that um, he had money from, like, the diamonds and stuff. But they didn't actually have, they didn't put the money in the accounts yet. They didn't have, like, access, like, full access to it. So how would he have paid off the...
0: Well, they had money.
2: Um, I guess it was cash, but... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't b-
0: know. They had the cash, but they also were not poor, necessarily. They did have money from, I guess, say, Mark's yeah, job. Like
2: savings and stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, because they even talk about, uh, like they did before they opened the Swiss account, they went to Chanel and bought all the fancy clothes for Aaron. And they did that with his credit card. However, they also did have money. I mean, they live in a, what, million-dollar house? Um, So, I mean, they were freaking out because they weren't going to be continuing to bring in money, but they did have, I'm pretty sure, money where he could have done something like that.
2: Okay, Yeah, the more I think about it, though, actually, I do like that theory better than it being um, the Russian— People because I'm like, what? Why would they just kill them without getting like knowing where the diamonds are, knowing where the flash drive is, and all that? They were just after the flash drive, as we yeah. find out later on. So I'm like, why would they just kill them? And it not... also could have just been completely
1: random. Mm. It could have been. It's frustrating that it was never touched on again.
0: Yeah. But I mean, that also makes me feel like. It was even more that it was random. It was a plot point that they threw in there to kind of say, oh, you know, the Russian people were after us and they, you know, ended up going after this couple. But it really was just a, you know, random happenstance.
2: I guess we just have to leave that up to our imagination. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Let's go ahead and
0: talk about the book. <laughs>
2: So the couple died. We don't know who killed them or if it was maybe an accident. Um, Coming up, though, is my frustration towards Erin. There's just a lot of things in a row that she did. And one of them was when she met Patrick. Mm-hmm. After yeah. she was at the prison, she walks out and she's about to head home. And this guy comes running um, In a supposedly suit. out from the prison. Yeah. And he starts asking her questions about, he's like, Oh, you know, we, you know, I don't remember who he says he was. He's somebody you from here the prison. For? Yeah. And he's asking her, what are you here for? You know, when, Oh, you're interviewing Eddie. When is oh, that right. going to oh, be? Right. And yeah, just all these Oh, asking, I think he even asked her her name or something. And I was like, why are you giving this man all this information? Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't even verify. Like, first off, even if you were from the prison, if you were important enough, you would know what's going on. Also, why would they run after her? Is yeah. the other question. Go ask somebody else. Like, I, why are you asking me this information? So it was so frustrating when she's just giving him all the answers, just. Da di da di da yeah like this time and this is my name and this is my information and this is my social security number i was just and then she walks away and she's like oh should i not have done that i was like no yeah, you probably should have, have. <laughs> yeah. and then she goes home and i think the back door is open mm-hmm. and she walks through this whole house by herself i
0: tell you what that happened to us the other day the, our door was cracked open. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Devin, did you not close and lock the door when we left? And so I do not go in. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Devin, you go in and you <laughs> check behind every door, behind the couch, in every room, make yeah. sure nobody broke in. She
2: doesn't even think to call Mark. And I'm like, why are you going through this whole, you're pregnant. Yeah. Why are you going through this whole house by yourself? And then she goes down to the attic by herself and she's thinking i oh, hope uh please don't be gone please don't be gone about the diamonds right? right and all i'm thinking is please don't let me die please don't let me die yeah. like that's what the thoughts that would be going through my head right not, please don't let the diamonds like please let nobody be down here how about that no well the attic Up, up up oh yes yeah. up, sorry <laughs> i'm thinking basement
0: yeah i know that was i don't know how they got away with all the things that they did with how kind of stupid decisions that she
2: made well and then you know, she i don't know she says something i think it's right after that she says i need to tell mark everything and then she doesn't the next line literally is i tell mark almost everything <laughs> Like what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm so over it at this point. I'm like, she's just the worst. <laughs>
0: she's something else. Yeah. Well, it's interesting the dynamics that are thrown in here because she's also got her documentary going on. After they open the Swiss account, Mark has decided to start his own company. And, um, and then she's also like, they're going back to life as normal, trying to act normal. So she's continuing with her documentary and she's following up with Holly. So Holly has been released from prison while they were in Bora Bora. And so she had scheduled a follow up with her and they show up at her house and Holly's mom greets them, but Holly is nowhere to be found and come to find out that Holly has basically ran away with um some guy like
2: a boyfriend i think it was that i think it was the same guy that she oh, was yes. with um when she set the bus on fire with the whole incident yeah mm-hmm. and
0: when aaron had interviewed her before aaron was like what are you planning on doing when you get out of prison and she's like big things aaron big things and now she's disappeared and Uh, Holly's mom ends up contacting the detective chief inspector who is like basically following up on this because, uh, Holly has broken parole Mm -hmm. and this is where Aaron finds out that Holly is involved with a terrorist group.
2: And so now, which I, let me just say, this is another part of the book where I was like, get to the point Yeah, when her mom, um, was like, oh, I'm, I'm a, I think I should call the police. So then she calls the police and they're like, we don't know what's going on. And so then she gets off the phone and she's just like, yeah, I need to tell you, well, let me go make us some drinks. (laughs) And then she's like, starts telling them as she's making the drinks. And she's like, well, hold on, let's go sit down. And I'm just like, get to the point, please.
0: I feel that. I feel that. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, detective, chief inspector, they say DCI for short. So DCI, Andy comes over, explains the whole situation. And this starts serving an issue for Aaron because Aaron has been in communication with Holly and they are investigating everybody that has recently been in contact basically with Holly and seeing if they are part of her, you know, now being part of this terrorist group. And even though he assures her that she's not a suspect, she just knows that he's going to be looking into her, possibly having her followed, possibly looking into maybe all the Google searches that she's done for hiding this stuff. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this is serving a problem. She doesn't tell Mark about it, Mm -mm. but Mark finds DCI Andy's
2: business card. I'm surprised Phil didn't tell Mark about it. <laughs> oh, Phil. I know. Phil was the cameraman who literally just gave out information. He like She's like, um, when the, her mom was on the phone calling the police, she was just like, oh, yeah, Aaron's here. And the camera guy, I don't know his name. And he's like, it's Phil. <laughs> <I was laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and then I think when the um, detective sh- uh, police officer shows up, He was like, um, he said something about, oh, so you never met Holland. He's like, no, but I met this person and, or, um, he's like, I, I'm going to meet, the other two people that we're interviewing and he's like i never met her though and he's just like telling him everything i was like oh phil oh, phil he's just trying to be phil, relevant. go home <laughs> <laughs> he just oh. wants to be relevant <laughs> oh gosh no he just wants to make sure he's not getting in trouble i'm like phil you're i don't want you on my side <laughs> if like, a crime he's just gonna be like <laughs> this is develop. where it was buried <laughs> yeah
0: for phil um yeah so now there's this whole other layer of like through the whole rest of the book she's like is dci andy having people
2: follow me or are the bad people following me and i'm pretty sure she tries to sell the diamonds after this conversation she does yeah which i'm like if she's even said that she feels like she's being followed and then she tried yeah i I was like what are you thinking yeah
1: there's so many things it's funny because uh during that conversation where mark and aaron were talking about uh dci Mm -hmm. um andy and how he knows everything that the police might be looking into her and everything he's like i need you to stop doing things that the police might notice you have to promise me and she does and then literally she's (laughs) like i need to get rid of these diamonds (laughs) immediately after (laughs) she's like oh mark is gone let me
0: start (laughs) she's like a kid getting into candy
2: (laughs) oh
0: my gosh well um she follows up with alexa who is her other documentary girl that she's following up with that is a non-story let me tell you that she could have just been interviewing holly and eddie for all i care alexa's storyline has nothing to do with anything that's going on in this book
2: yeah i will say i was a little like Oh, when she like reconnected with her dad, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, oh, she got out and she's like crying and she's kind of taking everything in. And then she sees her dad and she runs to him and they embrace. And yeah. I was like, that was a really cute moment. I'm surprised you didn't have an
0: issue with it, Alyssa. This is this is a chapter where I was like, let's move on from this because this has nothing to do with anything.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, it didn't like have anything to do anything i'm just saying i think it wasn't a nice moment like i could have done without it but um since it was in there (laughs) she she did make it a really nice moment
1: it was a nice moment i really liked her character actually even though it didn't really have anything much to do with the book i really liked like just her storyline because rihanna just said something about liking a storyline in this
0: book (laughs)
1: I liked her character, Alexa. I liked her character. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> Period.
0: Period. And it's like, if that chapter could have just been the book,
2: that, that would have been fine. She's like, this is the best part of the story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. So now we are getting to where she is starting to interview Eddie mm-hmm. and she goes and he... Is super creepy like and you you just see his influence over everything so where they they wouldn't let her be alone with holly and granted these are different prisons but she couldn't be alone with holly but they leave her alone the guards leave her and eddie alone this guy who's like suspected of all these, like, crazy crimes. But
2: they don't just—it's not just that they leave her alone with him. It's—he comes in, do you need anything, Eddie? Do you want something to drink? Yep. And, oh, okay, like, directed at him, we're going to be in the break room. Just, you know, let us know if you need anything. Not talking to Aaron, talking to Eddie. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I would be out of there.
1: <laughs> no, thank you.
2: Yeah, so— yeah, that was really scary. My book here, my notes. You see that right there? Yeah. You see, those that? are all caps. <laughs> all caps. I wrote in all caps. Why would you tell a criminal who is about to get out of prison and obviously has connections that you have rare,
1: uncut diamonds? That's what I was like. What do you? You don't know. You don't him. know this man.
2: Yeah. If you died, I promise you, it's not going to be connected to him. Okay. He has people. I feel that way. I feel, though,
0: that from the beginning, like when we first are introduced to Eddie and she's talking
2: about her phone call with him, she has an attraction towards the bad guy. Yeah, he's definitely a smooth talker. Yeah. And he's very persuasive, as you can tell from the car. And cards. she's
0: naive, like we already know. So she just oh, falls man. right into it, which he turns out to be OK. Like he we talked about in the last episode how she just kind of knew The fact that he agreed to take part in this documentary that he was going to expect something back from her. And we do find out that what he his incentive for participating in this documentary was so that he could try to reconnect with his daughter, Mm -hmm. his daughter that wouldn't talk with him. She didn't give him the time of day. And so he wanted to try to send Aaron, who looks very Young and you know professional
2: around the same age as his the same daughter. Age, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: to try to get her to you know have a relationship with him. So that's his incentive. That he she learns when she's interviewing him, but she also takes the opportunity because he goes super serious when he's like talking to her about that. He has her turn off the camera, and she takes that opportunity to say. Hey, even though you're doing this favor for me with the documentary, I'm going to do this favor for you to follow up with your daughter. Can I have another favor? Yeah. (laughs) Really?
1: That's what I was thinking too, when he was like, I need to ask you a favor. And then she like turned around. She's like, well, since he's doing me a favor, I should ask for a favor back. I'm like, what do you mean? He's already (laughs) granting you a favor. I know. So she asks him to help with,
0: or she's asking questions like, how do I sell these diamonds? And he's like, "Okay, I'll send somebody to your house to come do this exchange. You know, you'll get money for it. He'll come pick up the diamonds. You'll get a phone call. So she does. And the guy shows up and she hands the diamonds right over without getting any money, which Eddie calls her out for later on. Right. He's like, thank you, Eddie. (laughs) Somebody needs to call her out. So for whatever reason, he is... Wanting her on his side like he doesn't want to take advantage of her for whatever reason,
2: which is crazy to me because she she actually does go and he talks to his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was really proud of his daughter for um, she she seems really smart because she said you know I love my dad so she watches uh, they, they shoot a video Eddie sh- shoots a video um, for Aaron to show to his daughter and his daughter watches it and she cries and he's basically saying you know I love you I've made mistakes you know I'm a different person I want to um, connect with you when I'm out of uh, prison I want to meet my grand um, children uh, yeah my grandkids and she's she's getting really emotional she leaves the room she comes back And she says that she loves him and she's um, glad that he looks good. And um, she she cares that he's trying to do the right thing, but she's not wanting his bad decisions to affect her life and her family's lives. Um, And she's saying, so I don't think I'm going to pursue a relationship with him because I know that he could be a very persuasive man. And I know he's done a lot of bad stuff, though. I was so proud of her for like that setting that boundary. And then I was so disappointed that (laughs) later on she actually has a relationship with him. Like you show him uh, after he gets out he's at her house and the grandkids are there and they're all just normal. Like it didn't take that much. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand. Like, I understand he's persuasive, but his daughter knew that he was a very charming and persuasive. And I thought she was going to be like, no, this is a boundary. Like she's going to see past that and not fall into that same, um, obviously charm that everybody else does. So I gonna say yeah. that'd be
0: a tough one, though, if you're I mean, it's your dad trying to reconnect.
2: But he's that'd also done one. some very, very bad, bad things. things yeah. And but it's still
0: know. and uh, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be tough, I bet. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Well, we see Mark become, I feel like less involved in this story as time is going on. He's becoming more involved in getting his company started up and meeting with his um, colleague, Hector, who he's going to be starting this business with. So Erin's kind of left to on her own a lot doing all these stupid choices.
2: Yeah. And when Eddie's guy comes to the house, she says uh, she's like, oh, I should go get the diamonds because I don't want him wandering around the house by himself. And then she invites him in. And she invites him in. And she's like, she says something. She's like, I'm lucky I'm not dead yet. And I was like, that's what
0: I'm saying. That's an understatement.
2: And I'm like, even if because she said, I don't want him running around, uh, wandering around the house. I was like, even if he wanted to do that, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Whether you're there or not, if he wanted to wander around the house, he's going to do it. You can't (laughs) stop him.
0: Yeah. So that's where she gets rid of the diamonds a few minutes later she sees the money hit her Swiss account so again Eddie came through for her all as well but now she has to deal with the phone and the USB that is you know the loose ends and that she can't tell Mark about the baby until that's gone <laughs> and so Mark is going away to New York for work Mm-hmm. to try to set up some relationships or whatever. And so she's taking this opportunity while he's gone to go ahead and try to do something about the phone and the USB.
2: After he said, "We'll take care of this when I get back."
0: Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "No, I'm going to take care of it now." <laughs> oh, Aaron. Yeah. So she goes up, she grabs the phone, And she still wants to know who these Russians are, basically, that had the bag, what they were trying to do, and to see if they have tried to contact them. Or I don't really understand the whole reason why she wanted to turn the phone on again. But she did, because this is Erin. She has no sense. These are the choices she makes, yeah. So she ends up leaving home with the phone, because she thinks, well... Even though I've done all these Google searches here, there's no way I can turn this phone on at my house. (laughs) And so she goes to turn on the phone and there's some text messages that are popping up, two of which say, the offer still stands, contact me. And she's like, what, what offer, like what is going on? And then she listens to a voicemail that says, you received the previous message. The offer still stands, contact us. You have something that belongs to us. We would like it returned. I'm not sure how you came into contact with it. It's not important at this stage, but it will be in your interest to return it to us. And then we will reimburse you a finder's fee for your troubles. If you had the flash drive, contact me on this number. This offer is 2 million euros. And then they also say the amount is non-negotiable. If you can supply this, we will make the exchange. We are not interested in pursuing you. We require only the USB, whether you choose to assist us in retrieving it or not, contact me. So there's obviously communication happening, mm-hmm. but with who? Mm-hmm. So she decides that it was Mark. She thinks that... And she doesn't think in a negative way that it's Mark. She thinks that it's Mark just trying to help them get rid of the last couple of loose ends, make a deal with them, and add some more money to their pot.
2: She thinks that he turned on the phone because he was worried about them finding them. And, yeah.
0: And he didn't want her to get in the middle of it because obviously he knows that she makes dumb decisions. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And so she takes it upon herself to go ahead and make the deal. (laughs) (laughs) Alyssa's like (laughs) throwing the book across the room at this point.
2: Mm -mm. I can't. I just can't. Like, I don't understand the decisions. Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, There is a inconsistency that I think I found at this Mm -hmm. point. So when she goes up to the attic to, before she like takes the phone and everything, she feels for the phone and she feels for the USB, which she says is still warm, like it's warm or something. But then the next chapter, she goes up to the attic and the USB is gone.
2: Is that, are those both after Mark left? Yes. Both after Mark left. Because I just, I thought he had took it with him and... I didn't realize that it had said that before or after he left. Yeah.
0: And I literally went back. I'm like, did I read that wrong? Like, mm. did she try to feel for it and couldn't feel feel it? But no, she literally said she felt it. Mm. And then the next one... It was gone. So I don't know. In- Good catch. Inconsistency I didn't, that I yeah. found.
2: I didn't catch that one.
0: Yeah. But basically, it's gone. So she's like, where the heck did it go? And she's searching. She tears apart her house. Literally
2: tears <laughs> apart her house. <laughs> and I'm like, she
0: obviously has to know that it's Mark that would have done that. Because if she thinks it's in the house, I don't know. It I is think crazy. she
2: calls him. Does she call him first? And then... He doesn't answer, so then she tears apart the house and then he calls her back. Maybe. I thought that's what happened. I thought, yeah, I thought she tried to call him and she's like, oh, he's not answering. Let me just tear,
0: <laughs> tear up my house. Because it is after she listens to the voicemails and already decides that Mark is the, excuse me, Mark is the one um, communicating with them. So then she's like, oh, he hit the USB so that I wouldn't get involved.
1: I thought that what had happened was she tore apart her house. She couldn't find it. She tried calling Mark and he didn't answer. And so she was like, OK, whatever. And she sat down and she took that basket of wedding gifts or something.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like, was it chocolate? Yeah. He hid it yeah. in a
1: can of chocolates or something.
2: Yeah. And she starts eating and she's like, oh, here it is. Yeah. And he calls her back. <laughs> and then back. he calls her back. Yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, why did you hide this from me? And he was just like, it's, it's bad stuff on there. Like leave it alone we'll and take then, care of it in true arid nature he's like promise
0: me you won't look at it and then she's like i have to look at it
1: <laughs> <Literally>.
2: <laughs> gets right off the phone with him and is like oh there's my laptop <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but it turns out the
0: usb is encrypted she doesn't know how to unencrypt it Eddie has a burner phone that he gave her the phone number for. So she calls Eddie, asks about the encrypted, like how to get it unencrypted. And even Eddie's like, don't be an idiot. <laughs> Do yeah. not unencrypt this. If they encrypted it, they there's things you don't need to see on there.
2: Which at this point, Mark literally is on the phone. He's like, "Is bad stuff on there. Like, don't. And so... This is where I get really 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 suspicious of Mark. Like I'm I was suspicious of him for a while, but I'm like how did you know if it's not like how did you know that it was bad stuff on there? Yeah. Because he's
0: shady. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Miss Aaron texts are our- people back and says i have the flash drive i'm happy to exchange meeting instructions to follow and she thinks she has this ingenious plan to give them coordinates to where she she'll meet them and then coordinates to where she actually has hidden the usb so that they can't pull one over her and not pay her money good thinking aaron yeah (laughs) real smart and so she decides to meet them far away from her house um can't remember the town that she went to but it was quite a way Norfolk and and uh she is in a hotel room and she's got this whole plan worked out and she wakes up in the middle of the night to some noise in her room and somebody's in the room with her and she's like pretending to be asleep but then this whole fight breaks out and she attacks her
2: which she's pretending to be to be asleep, and then her phone bings and it's Mark. Yeah, and she's like, "That's when he knew she was awake." I was like, "Well, why are you staring? Why did you turn your head <laughs> <laughs> to look at the phone? Keep your eyes closed. Keep pretending to be asleep. Why is that?" She's like, "Oh, I got a text." Like. <laughs> I can't resist the
0: text message. <laughs> I don't understand your decisions. Oh, so she's interesting. But it turns out to be Patrick, who she had met at the prison, the one that ran after her. And she um gets hurt pretty bad. He hits her over the head. And he leaves her in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she, when she comes to, he's gone. And she's like, Okay, I saw that text from Mark that said he knows where I am and he's on his way. I need to go protect them and and save him because he's going to go to where the coordinates are for my phone.
2: And she so he uh, Patrick took her cell phone and she goes and she's like, oh, I need to warn Mark, picks up the phone. I don't know his number by heart. (laughs) What? That's what I was thinking. I was like, how do you not know his number by heart? The one person whose number you should know. She said modern technology like that's a good <laughs> excuse. I'm like, "No. If you if there's one person whose number you know by heart outside of 911, which it wouldn't it's UK so it wouldn't be 911, but whatever mm-hmm. it is there." Um, outside of that number You need to know your spouse's number. Like, why? I don't understand. This is a PSA. Remember at least
0: one person of your family's.
2: (laughs) I just don't understand that. And then what happened to the card that Eddie gave to her with his number on it? He gave it in like a bouquet of flowers. He gave her a card with his um, prison number on it. And I'm like, you didn't think to have that on you and call Eddie for backup?
0: She does call him.
2: Yeah, not at that moment
0: afterwards afterwards,
2: though. though. Yeah. Yes. Afterwards. That's why I'm saying, why wouldn't you call him before? She's like, I'm going to go protect my husband myself. I'm not going to call the the guy who has connections and can send somebody out here to help me. I felt that way, too, when Eddie
0: offered to have. uh what his guy go with her to do Mm -hmm. this deal i'm like take the protection handle it yeah like i'm this young little woman gonna go meet these russians that have all this money and i can outsmart
2: (laughs) these people
0: yeah i'm like take the protection but you know this is aaron at this point we're very familiar with aaron's decisions so she ends up running to get to the location where this whole thing is going down and she finds that Mark has beat her to it and he's communicating with the stranger. Not only communicating though, but they're both searching around for the USB. So she thinks that Mark is trying to help get, you know, find this so that he can do the deal and get her taken care of. And then Mark finds the USB and he's happy about it. And the, she still doesn't get it at this point. She still doesn't get it. And the guy that Mark is with is like, let's do the exchange. What about your wife? And Mark's like, I took care of my wife. She's not going to be an issue. And she's like,
2: good acting,
0: Mark. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, great acting. <laughs> this is exactly what she said. She's like, wow, Mark is so great. <laughs> And then she finds out, um, I can't remember when she finally realized
2: what was going on. What did he do that she was like, oh, okay. That's a good question. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it oh, was gosh, way, it. way far after everyone else is like, oh, Mark's a bad guy. No, she's, she's, she's like... like Oh, he's acting so well. He's doing such a good job of throwing them off and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She find he finds the USB. She's like, good job, honey.
0: (laughs) And then he, you know, Mark says she's hiding behind the
2: tree, I think, at this point.
0: Yeah. She's hiding. She's watching. She's very close to them. Um, The guy that Mark is with is like, hey, did you make any copies? Um, Mark says no. They do the exchange. The guy puts the USB into his computer. Is that an airplane going over us right now? Oh, lovely. It's the Russians. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and then, you know, the, the guy wants to make sure that the information was not unencrypted. And then little known to Mark, when Aaron was talking with the Russians making this deal, uh, they asked for the coordinates to the plane crash, And so she was going to provide that.
1: Yeah. I found the part. Um, She started to question Mark when they paid him. When the man had paid him, because she was like, why would they? um, Where is what does it say here?
2: Oh, why would they need to pay him? Why didn't they just kill him after they got what they wanted?
1: Why would they attack me and steal the coordinates and then still pay us? Right.
0: Yes. So, so he, now she's yeah. like, okay, something's going on here. And also that Mark has his own Swiss account, like she that is, she realizes also that he wouldn't have known the numbers to give them because she has all the information memorized, he doesn't. Cuz I burned so,
2: everything. Yeah, she oh, burned
0: yeah. everything. So now she's starting to catch on. This whole deal is going down. Finds out that um, the man with Mark says, what are the uh, crash coordinates? And Mark's like, what are you talking about? What crash coordinates? And the guy's like, don't play games with me. (laughs) (laughs) And um, ends up shooting Mark because he thinks that Mark is trying to pull one over him.
2: Which Mark, I'm like, he was on his toes the whole time. Like he was doing really good. Why wouldn't he just say, oh, My wife has that, like, he, my wife has that information. She's just in this hotel. Let's go get it from her. Like, I I just got to say
0: at this point, Mark was going to die either way. Yeah. This guy was going to kill him either way after he gave the plane coordinates, obviously, because that's the information they needed. But that's, yeah, that was the last thing that they needed. And then he would have killed him anyway.
2: Oh, but that's the thing. Mark had a gun. He had the gun that Aaron got. For, for her protection, he got it from Patrick, which again she didn't put two and two together. Right. When he, she he pulls out her gun, she's just like, "Oh, he has my gun!" Like just like it's normal for him to have it. <laughs> I know. And uh, he, no, sh- I, I think it's that's after. Oh, is it after? Yeah. I was just yeah. Anyway, so
1: then he does he accidentally fire? Or there is a bird that unexpectedly comes. <laughs> that comes out and it scares him and he (laughs) shoots it (laughs) this is just
0: i don't know just such a great well ending for mark and aaron and their stupid decisions (laughs) the bird the bird gets
1: mark killed (laughs) because remember when she was telling that really actually no you skipped over it there's a really long paragraph of her talking about the glock and how to like load it and you know everything right yeah. and there was one part where she's like this has no safety features yes like at all and so when he fired it she was like remember i told you guys there's no safety features on this <laughs> oh yeah i told you <laughs> oh man oh,
2: such a good
0: yeah, so Mark, this is where Mark dies. He gets shot, and I was like, "Oh, sweet!" He gets shot once. He's probably still alive. Like he's gonna die, but now that the guy is gonna walk away, she can run up to Mark and be like, "Why did you do this to me?" And like get some information. But then the guy walks up to Mark and shoots him, double taps, and
2: he's dead. No, he was still he was still alive because she goes up, and I think she puts her he head like
0: on, that's he like opens an after eyes. death like twitch.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, I was thinking because when he opens her his eyes and she's just kind of like, I don't know, holding him or whatever, looking down at him and she's like talking, talking to him. I don't remember what, exactly what she says, um, but he's like she's like, I don't have that much time with him. I can tell that he's dying. And all I was thinking as I'm reading this is I guess it wasn't the right time to tell him about the baby. <laughs>
0: I can't tell him I about guess
2: the baby this now. this is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> He's dying. Just yeah. let it go.
0: Oh, my gosh. Um, I have to say, I still was holding out hope for Mark. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, they threw this twist on us that Mark is involved, but maybe they're going to twist it back and say, well, you know, all Mark was doing all this because he knew Aaron was making these dumb decisions, and so he had Patrick go take care of her or scare her so that she would back off from the situation so that Mark could be at the helm of it. And I was like, okay, so Mark could still be the good guy here, just wanting to take care of this for his family and keep you know, keep her removed from it. But then she talks about all the other text messages that are on his phone.
2: And the I think she says something about the way he looks at her before he dies, like there's hatred in his eyes or something. Yeah. Yep. So...
0: Uh, Yeah, and the text messages, well, she starts trying to cover up because she calls Eddie and she basically tells him without so many words that she has two bodies that she needs to take care of. And he's, you know, teaches her how to dig the grave like we learn about in the very beginning. And then she needs to cover her tracks. So she calls Mark's cell phone like, hey, where you at? And, you know, sets up the whole scene so that this whole thing isn't suspicious that he ran away. Um, And... We find out because she's calling, you know, all these people saying, Hey, have you guys seen Mark? And then Mark's mom says, Well, you know, have you heard from Hector? Or somehow they bring Hector up, who is supposedly who Mark was uh, teaming up with for his new company. And he calls Hector, she calls Hector, and Hector's like, I haven't seen him since your wedding. So this is taking us all the way back. To when they just came back from their honeymoon and were trying to figure out what to do with everything where Hector, that, that's the first instance where he's like, I'm meeting up with Hector over the weekend for business stuff.
2: Yeah. Mark was instantly like, oh, money. Let me backstab yes. my, new, my, my bride, my, the person I just married. Literally, they're on their honeymoon.
0: Yes. So that's my question for you guys is what do you think made Mark turn? Like on a dime. He was like, "We just got back from our honeymoon, but bye,
2: Aaron." I I honestly don't know. Like greed. I mean, money. I guess that, a lot that amount of money changes people. Yeah, yeah but money why? Can do a lot. They were doing this together, so why could they not? Probably because she was an idiot, and he was like, "She's gonna mess this whole thing up." <laughs> That's true. Like because when it was still when they were in Bora Bora that the whole thing with her going into the computer room and like. Um, turning on the phone and everything so he's probably just like she's gonna mess this up that's I'd- pretty true i didn't
0: think
1: about that yeah she's talked about the messages though right like what day she um mark started messaging patrick to follow her wasn't it the like the second day or something there in bora bora
0: pretty pretty soon or was it yeah after I think it was after, but I think when I was looking back, the first instance of like, okay, this is definitely a point where he has flipped is literally when they landed back in England and she said that Mark, you know, had business meetings over the weekend with Hector. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Hector said he hadn't talked to Mark since the wedding, that's at least around where he was done with aaron and that totally makes sense what you said alyssa of like okay he's like i'm dealing with this idiot wife Mm -hmm. (laughs) who is totally gonna get us you know messed up but why didn't he just have i don't know i mean this is obviously a book and it had to have some kind of plot but i'm like he could have just got rid of aaron at that point because she was gonna keep making all these mistakes as he you know obviously found out so he's lucky Although he got killed.
2: I think maybe just because he didn't want suspicion around, like, if she just died, I don't think he wanted that attention. Yeah.
0: So eventually get rid of her, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Interesting. But anyways, Mark is our villain. Mm -hmm. So is Aaron, kind of. Yeah. Because she's just an (laughs) idiot. But, um, yeah, so she just ties up all those loose ends. And then... Eddie. She goes and sees Eddie and Eddie's like, I need another favor from you. And we don't find out what that favor is, but do you guys think that she's now living the rest of her life
2: in crime, going back and forth with favors for Eddie? I mean, if I was Eddie, I wouldn't put her on my payroll. I know. That's what I was like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like, if I
1: would trust her to be
2: a
0: criminal. He's teaching her. He, he was her mentor through this whole fiasco.
2: So. I know. Cause he even after. I think it was after he tells her how to um, dig the grave that he's like, I remember my first time. I was right. like, dang. <laughs> yeah. I think she's now rolling down a life in crime. I don't like, completely remember, but what happens with Holly at the end?
0: Okay. That was another plot point where I was like, "She." the author could have just left this out, really? Yeah. Just like leave it to where Holly ran off with some you know terrorist organization and that's that you know Mm -hmm. they added that complexity of now you know Aaron's worried about the police following her and the Russians and all of this I really don't know why they had to bring Holly back up in the end but basically uh Aaron is visiting Alexa who again is one of her document
2: and did get pregnant by the way I know we talked about that in the um our last podcast that she was trying to get pregnant as soon as she got out and she did yeah, so. happy ending for her the, and Aaron, the are. non-story
0: <laughs> Alexa. um But they call Aaron down to the living room to see the news, and it turns out that Holly and her boyfriend did like a terrorist attack, basically in in a small town, and that's how they end it. And I'm just like, yeah, that why was... why did we end the book with that? I don't understand but yeah it's okay it it is we've had some ups and downs with this book Rhiannon you've talked a lot though so I have to say it seems like you like this book a little bit <laughs> the second half
1: am I right I just had a lot to say about it <laughs> I want right. to know
2: um who you think should play these characters though
1: yeah. Um, we're going to make a movie. I couldn't find anyone for Erin because they didn't really give her a very good description. See, when I thought of Erin, I
2: think they said that she has dark hair. And they, I think they said something about her kind of being short or like a little bit shorter. Um, young. So young, like th- 30, late 20s, early 30s ish. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking maybe like Lily Collins or a Lucy Hale oh mm. yeah Maybe.
0: i think i can see lily collins more than yeah. lucy
1: hale yeah
2: yeah i think she would be a really good pick for that who did you
1: say for mark i know you're not gonna like this Uh-oh. but the entire time i thought mark of as theo james okay Ooh.
2: <laughs> Ooh.
0: i can see that i, I be okay with that
2: yeah I actually I'm okay with that too. Um, I was thinking like Chris Evans, mm. just because he ha- kind of has that like that look to him that he can play. He he really just like he can That's play choice any character really yeah. Like so yeah that was my pick for for Mark. Um, did you have a pick
1: for care? Uh, they didn't really bring up Carol again either.
0: Yeah, and I was fine with that.
2: Oh
1: no i didn't really think of anyone for her either i'm gonna
2: like butcher her name um anna de armis is that oh yeah the one that that was in knives out yeah is that how you pronounce her
1: Mm. name well because the
2: way that they um basically talked about caris was that she caros or caris i don't know how you say the name um but that she was just like really pretty, very. She kind of seemed more self-absorbed and like she cared more about her looks and stuff. So I was thinking somebody, um, who or maybe like a mo- a model like Lily James, um, somebody who's just just a yeah yeah. I would t- have to say that it probably would be somebody
0: not as famous, like who hasn't had as big of roles as mm-hmm. Anna De Armas. Yeah, um, because of how small caros part was so probably like you said like a model that isn't really a huge actress
1: yeah yeah what about holly for holly um i don't know how to pronounce her last name but it's laura vandervoort Hmm. i don't know
2: who that is what is she from
1: i don't know i just looked her up and i was like this is exactly who i had pictured in my mind okay i'm looking
0: i do not know who that is (laughs)
1: Laura Vander. Oh, yeah.
0: But, yeah. I don't think I know who she is either. She does have, a f- like, uh, the facial
1: features that I could see. She could play Holly. Kind of like that. Because they described Holly with her hair up. And she had blonde hair, I'm pretty sure. They described her. And she had very sharp features. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could and that. she
2: looked, they said that she looked like she was 12, even though she was, like, early 20s. Yeah. For this one, I was thinking maybe, like, Sophie Turner yeah she yeah. looks really young and she she kind of she has those features, features too, yeah what what i guess she, f- she's too tall she though i'm pretty sure holly was short she, she's married to joe jonas oh okay mm-hmm. okay okay
1: mm-hmm. what about eddie this i had a really hard time with so she had mentioned that he looks like uh, a cockney cary grant
0: yes i was trying to remember who she compared him to
1: so that's kind of like just how i mentioned him or not mentioned him how i um we're gonna bring Cary grant back from the dead so they can (laughs) play this role (laughs) how i pictured him is yeah Yeah. it's just like someone who looks very similar to Cary grant yeah i had a
2: really hard time the only person i can think of but then as i was reading it i'm like i don't know if it if it really fits, but Hugh Jackman. Mm. I can't see Hugh Grantman uh, Hugh Grant. Grantman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Jackman as um as a gangster.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was I I had a hard time connect- the other person I was thinking of, but it doesn't look like Carrie Grant at all. But um James Spader. Just because his voice, I feel like, is so smoothing again. As smoothing. Like,
0: I just can't see him as like this intimidating Soothing. gangster. I don't know. That's a hard role. That would be a hard. He's in one the to,
2: blacklist. Have you not seen the no, blacklist?
0: list All I can <laughs> oh, I mean, think of him it is from The Office. <laughs> 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 or I mean, like Pretty in Pink. You know, he's literally he's a young. criminal in
2: the, the blacklist. Yeah.
0: List. I'm looking at Cary Grant lookalikes, and they say George Clooney is a lookalike.
1: I can kind of see that.
2: Yeah. So, okay, well, cool. Any other characters? I had someone for Alexa. Who did you, who did you have? Catherine Winnick? Winnick. I don't think I know who that is. What is she in?
1: She was in Vikings.
2: No, nope. I don't know what that is.
0: Yeah. Um, she is a non-story again, so.
2: <laughs> I was thinking uh, Leslie Bibb. Who are these names you guys are pulling out? She, she's been in... I can't think off the top of my head what she's been in, but she's been in, like, a lot of stuff. Oh, yes.
1: Okay. Oh. Oh, she's been Sam Rockwell. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, she looks really familiar, actually.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, if you need to cast somebody can't for look, her. Up, <laughs> uh,
1: look up Catherine Winnick. She I, looks very similar to her. Yeah, yeah, I
2: did. They do look very similar. I don't think I recognized her, though. But, yeah, that's a good pick, so...
0: All right, well, I just want, as a final question out to you guys, how many stars out
2: of five do you give something in the water? Oh, uh, that's a hard question. Um, can we divide it up from the first half to the second half? <laughs> the first half, I give it a two star. And then when, once we get to the second half, um, it's almost like I want three and
1: a half.
0: Okay, so I would say let's put it in the middle. So you gave it like a three Three. star. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a solid three. That was that was yeah, it's a solid
0: three. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Three star. Like I said, the second half of the book really had me turning pages pretty quickly, but it is a long, a big lead up, uh, and there's a lot of stupid decisions that don't really feel realistic Mm -hmm. half of the time but it's a good story. Like I don't fault a book for not having a realistic storyline because I mean, movies do the same thing. So, yeah, that's true. but yeah, solid three stars, I would say. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast books between sisters. As always, if you have anything that you want us to discuss, any questions that you have, even if it's about in any of the last books that we read. So we read The Breakdown by B.A. Paris. We just finished with The uh, Something in the Water by uh, Catherine Steadman. If you have something, if you had feedback about these books that we didn't talk about or that, you know, you want us to discuss, please submit that to us. We would love to hear your feedback and any book suggestions. So until next time, we will see you later. Bye. 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 Hi, everyone. Jasmine here. I'm sure you're wondering what book we are going to be reading next. We had a bit of a change up from our original recording of this week's episode. And so we will be reading The Couple Next Door by Sherry LaPena. Pick up a copy of this book. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Books Between Sisters. If you are a book lover and enjoyed our discussion, we'd love to hear more from you. Please feel free to follow us on Twitter or Instagram or both
2: at bbs underscore pod. You can also send us book suggestions or questions at booksbetweensisterspod at gmail.com.
1: Or if you'd like, you can find us on ko-fi.com for its last BBS podcast. If you want to buy us any coffee, books, or just donations of any kind.